Recently on Aboard the Opal Star, the crew successfully prevented the theft of vital medicine that Simfrith planned on turning into a dangerous party drug. It took some clever planning and some quick negotiations on Maria's part, but not only did they make it out unscathed, they may also have gained a new ally. You sail off, there is a very smooth jump, and actually, in previous jumps, there's been a little bit of a buildup before you actually jump. Do we need to make a constipation check again? Actually, that's a good suggestion, but it's kind of like when you like pull back a rubber band and then let it go. This is more of a, there's less of a sort of like the pulling back of the rubber band and it's just split second and then you're in jump and yeah, let's let's go see how that constitution check goes. Oh God, every roll has been... Okay, I hear Casey now. Yeah, Casey's laughing. Okay, I couldn't hear anything after the rubber band. I got scared. Uh, just, just roll a constitution check. Oh, okay. <laughs> the jump was a lot more instantaneous than you than you're used to. A ten. Okay. I crit failed. Ooh. I rolled a one. Oh no. <laughs> well, it's more of a saving throw the check, but how much I can help you there, Farida? Twelve. My saving throw for constitution is plus five, but I critical failed, so that doesn't matter. Yeah. Why is my constitution higher than my strength? Why did I do that? Oh, because because I have plus two for constitution and plus one for strength. That's why. I got the same thing on the roll for them, but Ashenforged have plus two con and plus one strength. You get a little woozy and disorientated, but you don't immediately get sick. Vi a little bit more nauseous than fair to us. Okay. And there's also that level of dizziness. Anima, you're going to need to reach for that fart bag. Okay. Good thing y'all have only just eaten breakfast, so there's not a lot. One of the benefits of being the fire-blooded Promethean is that thanks to my resistance to poison, I might be able to tolerate nausea maybe a little bit good. Yeah. I also have resistance to poison as an Ashenforged. Yeah. I mean, not, you're not going to empty your entire stomach contents, but you're going to need the birth bag. Yeah, fine. Do I need to make a deck set to reach for it? No, I'm not going to be that no. mean yet. God damn I'm it. not going to be that mean Constitution is good at, even. It's one of the two things I'm actually good at. I'm terrible at everything else. <laughs> Girl, I played a paladin for a year before I was finally able to hit anything. <laughs> Constitution and strength are the only two things Anima's good at. And I crit failed. <laughs> Oh, I guess you, you just weren't expecting that and also... Yeah, it's like the last time I used a rubber band in real life, it snapped me across the hand. Because it broke in half. That was that was this week. That happened. Just Anima. Roll me... Actually, let's make it wisdom. Just a wisdom check. Oh, God. 
Not you. You screwed me over. Nineteen. You get a feeling. It's, you know, you've gotten sick on jumps like that before. It's because sometimes when it's so instantaneous, it catches you off guard and that's what triggers the gag reflex. You know, it's something that has happened to you before. You remember there's like a certain kind of tea that will help soothe the stomach. As you're thinking about this, you realize I have no idea how you know that. Huh. Okay. It felt like a kind of like an instinctive memory. Interesting. If you want to like talk about that with anyone at some point, it's just just a kind of inexplicable thing. But you know, it's like there's some things that feel more familiar than you feel like they should. Mm-hmm. Okay. Weird. As soon as I can, I'm gonna go to the kitchen and see and see if there's any tea, and I'm just gonna smell all the tea and see if any of it triggers anything. But just as soon <laughs> as I can. Not yet. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, it's the, the jump only lasts a couple seconds. Inspector's like, oh, that's exciting. As soon as I'm done losing my breakfast. Like I said, you don't lose all of your breakfast. Also, I don't know if you ate necessarily a lot for breakfast, but there's just like just, like, for a couple of seconds until I was like, oh, yeah. Casey doesn't eat breakfast, so I don't know how Anima eats breakfast, but Casey doesn't eat breakfast at all. I mean, I imagine Anima just, like, maybe, like, something small that's got protein in it. Sure. Like, so you, you, you didn't eat a lot, so there's not a whole lot to lose. Just, like, a couple of minutes of awkward so I'm just like, well... It was exciting now, charting course to the Avalna colony. I believe Maria's retired to her room to deal with some business and continue parsing through all the information we found. And some things to leak, to l- pass on to the Alliance and see what we can take advantage of. Any helpful caches or storehouses that he has or communiques. Never know what you find. So y'all are free to go and do whatever you would like. Okay, I'm gonna go to the kitchen. I'm gonna smell all the tea and see if it triggers anything. Uh, you, you go into the t- kitchen, roll investigation. And are you, like, casually walking, or are you just kind of, like, scrambling a little bit? I'm just heading to the kitchen. Just walking there. Investigation, okay. <clears throat> Not you. Seventeen. It takes a minute to find the tea, and as you're going over there, like, Tommy walks up and says, Hey, Anima, what you doing? I feel like tea. Do you feel like tea? I feel like tea. Tea sounds good. You've messed around in the galley before, and you're like, you're able to find it, and there's a nice variety, and you start smelling. You start smelling the tea. Roll another wisdom. Okay. So it landed on a natural 20, but it went off. Uh, oh no. Re-roll. But it ran away. Reroll. Yeah. I might come up with another way to do this, but right now, wisdom makes sense. Yeah. That's an eight. I need a box. I need a dice box that I can roll into. I do. They yeah. actually have some cute boxes at Hobby Lobby that you could paint and put dice in. Yeah. Well, I just need something to roll into. That has sides, so that it doesn't try and run away again. There's also a lot of those portable dice boxes. You've remembered the certain kind of tea earlier, but when you smell it, it's 
when you smell it, it kind of does, like, it already, like, helps the nausea a little bit. And, like, once you drink it, mm-hmm. it'll help some more. But nothing immediately triggers. Okay, then I'm going to take that tea, and I'm going to make myself a cup of tea. And I'm going to ask Tally, what kind of tea do you want? Fix myself some of this, and she gets something that's a little fruitier. And fixes it, and goes to sit down, and gonna ask, so, you doing alright? I heard you found out about how Ash and Forge were made in a not great way, and are you okay? It's, okay, so, here's what happened. I heard it, and I thought, well, duh. And then I was like, how do I know that? And then I was like, they didn't know that. Violina and Farida, right? So that's what I was worried about. We're worried it would freak them out. Yes. Hi, and Farida, what are you guys doing right now? Mm-hmm. Did you follow to the kitchen or are you going somewhere else? I'm probably going to my room, dropping off my stuff, and then researching, but. Okay. Yeah. Farida? stop by my room and set the little girl's wood-carved figurine Promethean thing on the windowsill and kind of I'm assuming that it's like I don't know why I imagine like a horse head or like a seahorse head I imagine the Prometheans as Polynesians so I just I just kind of turn it so that whatever the figure is it's facing out the window because I imagine the the girl would want her figure to to get the nice view and um I'll release heads and tails to float around next to me and I'm gonna probably like stop and think for a moment be like yeah I need to figure out this next song so then I'm probably gonna go to like the training area which I assume is probably the most open spot yeah there's like a training area in the rec room which are both like right next to the mess hall so if you want to roll perception to see if you hear the conversation anima and tell you're having sure uh, that would probably be uh, passive because I'm not actually trying to pay attention, so 12. True. And yours is 12? Yes? Yeah. You could hear that they're having a conversation, but you're if you're not like actively listening, you can't quite tell what they're talking about. I'm not concerned. I might like glance in the door because I'm assuming the door is not closed and like see T. Huh, that's a good idea. And just keep on walking back to my room or back to the rec room thinking that T after I'm done making some progress would be good. And then I'll probably sit down in one of the chairs in the rec room or whatever it is and start writing and composing and start working on the next song. Okay. Just wanted to see if there was anyone that was going to walk in on that conversation. I do apologize, Anima, for not telling you sooner. It's just... I knew you didn't know and I wasn't sure exactly how to bring that up, but you said your first reaction was a first. Are you getting memories back? It wasn't really a memory. It was more... It was more like how I know my name is Anima, or that I know that I'm nine years old, or that I know that my first instinct is always to protect. It was like that. It's just not something that I was consciously thinking about until the tour guide mentioned it explicitly. So your memories are still 
Aaron in a way, or at least some of the basic ones. What about that tea? Is there any reason you went for that one, or... Oh, here I am rambling on about tea. So I still have a lot to teach you about the ash and forged, and... Actually, hang on, I need to, like, pull up that thing you sent me about the marks, so Tally can say that mm-hmm. correctly. BJ does not remember. <laughs> But there's also been a lot of random shit back and forth between us, so... You send a lot of memes. I apologize. I found it, like, not that long ago in my photo reel. I wonder if I still have it so I can... Oh, I could send it again. <clears throat> if I need to. <laughs> Did you find something I sent you? <laughs> something dumb that I sent you? Okay, I found it. <laughs> like, 17 photos ago out of 531. <laughs> <laughs> We send a lot of photos. So, I guess I don't have to explain how Ash and Forged are made, but did he explain anything about, like, the clans or anything? What? Okay, so, I saw Kashara pulled you aside. Did she explain anything? I think mostly she was trying to get me to stop crying. Okay, so, I was going to re-explain the donors thing. Same thing Kashara said. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, oh, the clans, it's with Ash and Forge family's a little weird. Because with how. Yeah. 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 So, um, with Ash and Forge clan are made, it's usually kind of like they're born into a clan. It's kind of like a chosen family. And so, usually. They give some sort of marking to signify what family you're a part of. A marking? Yeah. She's gonna, like, pull up something on her tablet and show you examples of some, and explains like, yeah, it's like a common scientist's group, and here are some, there's a, these are pretty fearsome warriors. They help deal with some more very, very big and very, very scary beasties that live on planets that have important natural resources and just keeps going. Do you know if you have anything like this? Is it this? Anima's going to stand up and pull the back of her shirt up and down her spine is a series of, like, arrows, but just the bottom point part. Just a bunch of them down her spine. Yeah? Yeah, that, yeah, probably. I'm not super familiar with that one, but knowing what that mark is, hang on, do you mind if I take a picture of this, or would that be weird? Uh, it's a little weird, but I'm already showing you, so, like, take a pic. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, just just so I can have it for references, I'm trying to track down which family, that, which clan this belongs to. And she just, like... Also, <laughs> I, Casey, have entirely unprompted done that myself <laughs> I'm acting it out in person even though none of you can see me no one can see me but God <laughs> but I'm doing it anyways I do that too <laughs> all the time <laughs> so she just like snaps a picture and is like oh, okay think of it but I should be able to track down a clan and maybe once we have a clan we can kind of figure out who you were before whatever happened. Okay. It's a lot better than the idea that I was kind of playing around with, which was going to be uncomfortable for everyone, so. 
Do I want to know? The only other idea I had for figuring out who you might have been would have been figuring out who your daughter was, which involves something I'm not a big fan of. I don't like needles. Mm. <laughs> I imagine both Tali and Anna look both like equally level, extremely uncomfortable with the thought of just needles, much less how you would find out who the donor was, given the only part of the donor is going to be like organs. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty far in there. <laughs> yeah. It's a big old needle. Not a fan of that. Oh, me either. I hate needles. I, yeah, no, and most things to do with hospitals, which is weird because I'm a medic. But it depends on the type of room. And also, you would have those, like, her med bay's off is, like, oddly colorful. And it has, like, random pictures. It does not feel like a doctor's office at all. Mm-hmm. And when you think about the fact she was experimented on, it makes sense she likes things that don't look like doctor's offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. If you hit me in the face, I'm fine, but trying to stick a needle in me, I don't want that. No thanks. Oh, me either. So, I'm gonna take this and use every other route possible to not have to do that. Cool. I have to figure out how in the world anyone would be able to erase someone's memories like that. Maybe see if I can get some of mine erased. Beacon was not a nice place. Let's, I'm, I'm gonna, let's talk about something else. No, let's talk about this just for a second. Memories are important. They make you who you are. And I like who you are, Tally. Thank you, Anima. I wouldn't actually get the race. It's just there are some things. They're painful. Yeah, even with time and therapy, it's still certain things on me. Painful things are important, too, though. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the time, and this isn't true for everyone, but it is true for me. If you know what that pain feels like, and you know that it doesn't feel good, you don't want to do it to other people. It's true. Or you shouldn't. That's important, too, in a different way. Yeah. I'm really glad we we got you out of the Federation. I just... It's been great getting to know the actual you out here. (laughs) Well... I'm glad you got me out, too, even if sometimes I feel spectacularly useless. Don't worry. We're probably going to get in trouble at some point. I need you to hit some stuff. I hit bears. I hit bears real good. Yeah. And I still have... Yeah, no, that that, that, that was another thing that hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that one's as important. Yeah. she's just like rubbing her ribs where she got scratched bye is there anything you're doing in particular I'm researching a few things I'd probably be checking on Berta's song see if anything new came up there seeing if my mentor sent anything and then I want to do some looking up on uh, Maria. Okay. Nothing really new with Ferda's song. There's, like, it's it's still spring. 
I think there might be like a hit or two on the Alliance side, but it's not really going anywhere. Okay. But you do have a message from your mentor. It's a brief one. And it mostly focuses on the fact that there are rumors of investigations going on into the explosion of the Jaeger. Okay. Federation's not saying a lot, and he hasn't been able to uncover a lot, but just... It seems very strange to him. Yeah, he feels like this would most likely be something they would want to sweep under the rug. He doesn't know why they're looking into it, but he's going to be following the investigation and let you know if anything else comes up. Does he mention if the investigation is done by is being done like by the government or what? It seems to be a section of the Federation. It's like it's not like the main people are looking into this, but there are officials and there's like a, there's an inquiry starting to go on into the Hager explosion. It's it's like some people in the Federation are starting to wonder if like there were questionable circumstances that led to that. Okay. He hasn't been able to really dig into who's leading it just because that definitely triggers suspicion on him, but he does plan on following what goes on. There, there was another sort of specialist thief that y'all weren't a big fan of, and the dude screwed up, and so your mentor was able to get, so was able to, you know, make a little money off of taking advantage of the fact that that particular thief was an idiot. <laughs> and the dude still has no idea and may have gone to your mentor for money and he, your mentor lent him some of his own money and he has no idea <laughs> <laughs> okay and I think it's also going to offer to send it to you find a way to send it to you if you need any okay I'm not sure if I need any right now you have plenty of money. He just doesn't know. Okay. And you have money, so it's just like, hey, if you need anything. Because imagine it's kind of always been the deal of like, hey, I just got a pretty big windfall. You doing all right? Okay. Are you going to tell him anything? Yeah. I message him back saying, good on you for getting that one guy dealt with. <laughs> Oh boy, he can't believe that you used his own money and loaned some to him. How could I say no to a friend in need? (laughs) How indeed. With the money, I'm doing relatively okay. I had some money with me when I left, and then the captain and her first mate... They've been giving us some money to cover some things, like buying some new clothes, since most of our stuff is still back in the Federation, things like that. So I don't think I need any money right now, but thank you for offering the help. And yeah, that investigation is really weird. Just seems a little odd, because does that mean that there were witnesses? That people are asking questions since we were out in space. So, I don't know. Yeah, if you can keep me posted, that'd be great. It'll do. It definitely caught my attention as well. I don't entirely trust it. 
Yeah, no, that... Yeah. Also, it's good to hear that your new captain, and there's like a little, like, question mark after, like, he's not used to you being actual crew on a ship, is taking mm-hmm. care of you. I would love to meet this person sometime. Have you told him anything? I don't think you have. Some things? I'm trying to remember what exactly. I don't think you've given names, but you've given sort of generalities that you're on, like, you were taken on a ship and generalities, but, like, you haven't given a whole lot of details about anything relating to the Alliance. I mean, I don't want to keep him in the dark, but knowing the wrong information and sort of acting on that can also be dangerous. Yeah. So I would probably... Yeah, my captain's pretty great like that. I mean, if you want more information about or details about life out here, I'm fine with giving them. I just am not sure. I don't want to accidentally cause you more problems by giving you information like that that the rest of the Federation isn't supposed to know about. Like, you haven't caused me problems before by giving me information. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, this is on a bit of a different scale, you know? That's fair. I trust your judgment. I mean, I did teach you everything you know. Well, most everything, but yeah. My captain and her first mate, they were sent by the government outside of Federation space called the Alliance to try to see if they should try to talk to the Federation or like let their presence be known not in a sort of domineering or like trying to take over manner they are more peaceful and cooperative and so it would be more like bringing them into sort of the fold of these other planets and races And so, Captain and her first mate were sent to try to figure out what the best way would be. Is it sort of try to figure out how to best sort of communicate with the Federation? And, well, they found out that it's not... Well, you know how it is. They were a little shocked at times. Well, they were shocked. Especially in that neither one of them is human. There are actually not that many humans out here. There are some people who have gotten out of Federation space into the Alliance, although that is more due to sort of like accidentally, like by accident, the ship that they were on had moved out of Federation space. And at that point, they're sort of welcomed into the Alliance. They try to find uh, homes to live and such. But yeah, at one point... They were called to do a mission, along with myself, one of my friends who also has needed me to do work for them, and then a Federation sort of security member. We were all, the five of us were sent to retrieve this package. And as I've explained part of that to you already, it, it was very sketchy. There was no person-to-person contact from the Federation to us. It was a robot. 
and they said we weren't supposed to contact anyone and there was a tracker on the ship that forced us to go a certain way that it seems pretty likely was what allowed the to steal the package which turned out to be a member of a different species and that's when the captain and her first mate sort of revealed themselves a bit at least they revealed that they were from outside the federation and so we all decided to sort of join them and help this being who was cut off for who knows how long the rest of the out from the rest of the world well the rest of the universe really so we got onto their ship and watched the ship that we had originally sailed on, the Jaeger, have its cargo bay pulled out and into a different Federation ship, and then the ship exploded. And the second Federation ship just blew away. And then we were actually able to fly, we actually crossed vast expansions of space relatively quickly. They call them uh, jumps. We made a few of those and actually came into the Alliance space proper. So, well, a few different things. There was actually a couple of heists we just had, we just came from within the past 24 hours. We broke into someone's office. Turns out they were a sort of a drug dealer. And so we broke into their office, got information that we needed from their computers, and then the next morning stopped them, all their cronies, from getting this medicine that was needed for a colony that they were going to turn to sort of recreational drugs. So it's been relatively busy, but yeah, it's so far it's nicer out here, but it's you know how especially in our line of work not knowing as much as possible can be stressful if not dangerous and so having to sort of relearn all of these things just from all of a sudden there are a lot of new languages you don't know to a lot of different cultures and even, well, even the um, culture you were born into is relatively different. It's just a lot of things I don't know right now. And that's taking some getting used to. A couple of minutes as he reads through all of that. And then you see like the, the sort of like typing. Eventually you give like a well shit. I take my eyes off of you for five minutes and this happens. Yeah. Seriously though, Kim, that's a lot to deal with. But if anyone can handle it, it's you. You've handled a lot of uncertainty. I don't know if I say this enough, but I am proud of you. Thanks. There's anything I can do. I can do from here, but let me know. Okay, I mean, you're doing as much as I can ask. There's not really much over on your side of space to do, really. I mean, yeah, keep an eye on this weird investigation thing. Uh, 
keep trying to find, you know, and then, um, did I tell you that the shuttle that was used to transport the being, it looks like a robot is like an energy being from the original planet to the new planet where it was abandoned was actually originally Alliance made. I don't know if I told you that before, but we're trying to look into it on our side, but it is concerning that some people in the Alliance, and it looks like uh, government officials have at least access to the Alliance black market. That is concerning, but black market, that I can track. Okay. That's some feelers, see what I can find. Pretty sure some of our old contacts will still talk to me. Okay. Yeah. That's really about it. I mean, have I told you about the friend that I was talking about, Illabigo's, um, Berta? Did I, I talk about her? She's a singer. And she's actually extremely popular over in the Alliance. I'm kind of tracking that. She and I have sort of devised a plan of since her songs came from the Federation, we sort of made a very rough, a relatively low quality new song. Well, copy of that song. We made a relatively low quality and sent it out into the Federation space, just sort of asking who it was. And so we're trying to sort of track who may be moving her song from one area of space to another because, well, we need to figure out who that is and talk to them. Isn't she the one you made that color for? Yeah. That sounded familiar. Yeah. I just know she's famous. I kind of like your music. Now, I'm not sure we'll be able to find him, but I'll see what I can find about that. Okay, I mean, I'm also tracking that. But yeah, two sets of eyes are better than one. Gotta go kind of between jobs right now, so need to, you know, keep moving, but I'll keep in touch, and if there's anything else, let me know. Okay, I will. Till next time. Yep, till next time. Send you the equivalent of, like, a cute animal gif. (laughs) (laughs) He's under (laughs) RPS. Yeah. Farida, you're still working on your song? Yes. I don't know if we still have time for this, but I was also going to research Maria. Well, I did have some stuff prepared that I was going to get to earlier, but from what you can tell, Maria does a lot of antiquities, artwork, historical texts, stuff like that. It's a lot of the same stuff Spectre used to work in. Okay. I think as she explained, like, they used to work together, and, like, if you look, you can... I to tell it was, you know, would help people find places to sell things. Okay. And a lot of it wasn't always, like, through official channels, but even, like, scouring the shadow net. As far as you could tell, she's never dealt in anything like, you know, drugs or weapons or anything like that. I mean, there have been some artifacts that could be construed as weapons, but they no longer work. For a lot of high-paying clients, and she also works with some artists and 
she's kind of a high-end art dealer who maybe doesn't do everything above board. And, and when you dig a little deeper, you do see a couple of instances of her returning, say, something that's like, it might not be have a lot of monetary value, but has like a lot of historical significance to a certain like people or area. She may or may not have helped return some important historical things to where they go. Okay, so it's not that she's stealing the items. It's more like she's returning them or... Certain things get returned. The other things just get sold to the rich people who want something fancy. Okay. As you're looking, you recognize a couple of the pieces or ones that Spectra found. They kind of figure that might have been how they kind of got connected. Spectra would find the stuff and Maria would help sell it. And then, does it say anything about forgeries or just the real items? I mean... There may may be some people who, like, accused her, but nothing confirmed, just because some people weren't entirely sure. She's like, you sure this is the thing? Like, there's no way, but she's never been, like, officially accused. Okay, and then does she deal in any stolen artifacts? Or the only stolen artifacts are, like, she's returning them to the people. As far as you can tell, she's she's not, like, stealing things from people to go sell to other people. Unless one else stole it first, and she just stole it back from them to return it. Okay. Of course, there's nothing, like, official, but I, like, between conversations with Spectra, you can I'll probably eventually put two and two together for that. Gerda, anything else you want to do before we wrap up, or are you just kind of sitting and working on your song? working on the song chilling out a little bit checking any sort of social media stuff on either side as much as that might be trying to bait me into get to look honestly it's been a hectic couple of days for her and she wouldn't be terribly concerned she's doing the thing that she does to unwind which is music that's valid and that wasn't hardcore baiting because if i was hardcore baiting tally would break and be like oh my god fair enough <laughs> There's also a little bit of that. I'm sure somebody will tell me if I need to look at something. The guys will, like, take some time to sort of unwind in your own ways, and I think we'll end off there. You didn't actually get in any fights. You didn't get hurt. You didn't get arrested. I wasn't sure if that was going to be a thing. Yeah, it was a good time, and you're all about to go meet the Volna for the first time. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next time to find out what happens on board the Opal Star. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Aboard the Opal Star is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is DM'd and produced by me, Brianna Teuber. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. Victor, I'm playing Farida the Prometheus. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel the Eldori. With music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com.
Hey everybody, you want a new D&D 5th edition podcast to listen to? <laughs> well, I know I'm always looking for one, so guess what? I've got a recommendation for you. It's called Cheaper by the Dungeon. It's a Dungeons & Dragons campaign following the adventures of Zippy, Darian, and Normandy as they travel to become the greatest treasure hunters of all time. We've got some hardcore action. That's Five. 18 damage, 18 damage, Four. 18 damage. Three! You come through with an 18 damage, you're swinging another a another swing. Another swing, that's another seven, it's 17 damage. Two. 17 damage, 17, 17 damage. damage! Comedy? Right. So you wanna, you wanna bet on your friends? What do you wanna bet? Uh, they're very lives, I think. As high as it goes. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm ready to win today. Okay. And even some dramatic moments. You have chosen the path you've sown. Now travel to the depths alone. And I, with Royce, I grab him and I throw him over the edge. But most of all, this show is filled to the brim with heart. And we hope that you come and join our adventure and become a cheapskate yourself. Catch Cheaper by the Dungeon anywhere you get your podcasts. Check us out. Love you. <laughs> right, yeah, we did it. I've got to find it. It's mine. Darian, I mean, that, was, that was so good. Wow. I'm, I'm amazed. Yeah.